Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Simple, Really. It's a podcast we, when we take you to a journey to the center of the earth and back. No, not really. We unpack some of the most common concepts in the business world and in our life and actually put them to the test. So welcome to the podcast. A common belief um, is that you need to wait for something to happen in order to be happy. That's how most people live. Like, um, I'll be happy when I get a new job or I will be really happy when I'm promoted. Or, you know what? I'm going to be exceptionally happy if my boss retires. I'm happy gonna when I'm going to lose weight. Or the weather is going to be better. Or when the pandemic is over. And the list goes on. It, it really does go on forever with multiple different variations. So I'm going to ask Greg uh, specifically today how he feels about that. And Greg... What do you say about this belief that you need to wait for something to happen in order to be happy? In other words, what is that that magic thing? What is that silver bullet that's uh, gonna make you happy, me happy, everyone happy? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's funny because you know, for when I look back and I think of most of my career, all of those statements you kind of just went through um, really hit hit home for me. I mean, that's kind of the way I felt about things a lot, a lot, you know, I think back the first 11 years of my career, I spent at the same company. And in those 11 years, I did seven different jobs. And it was it kind of seemed like every time I was starting to get tired of a job and not happy and whatever, suddenly I would get promoted and be given another five grand or 10 grand or whatever it was. Sure. And in the moment it was like, you know, um, all my hard work was paying off. This is going to make me happy. And for a short time, it did. I mean, you you kind of got out of whatever the the grind is that you were working on and moved to something new and exciting. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you've had the same experience, but before too long, the new grind is getting you down and the five grand or 10 grand is spent. <laughs> and uh, you really find yourself back feeling the way you were feeling before. And uh, I kind of went through this cycle like I said, seven times in 11 years and fast forward to, you know, the end of 2019, which was when I left my last job. And that's 24 years after I started my career. And it was the same thing, you know, I wasn't happy in that role. And um, I don't know, it was kind of like in this space of like waiting for something to happen um, to make me happy. And, and, um, you know, it's, for that whole period of time, I would say, you know, it, it's not so much that I wasn't happy. Um, I was I kind of, when I look back, I think I was more neutral. Like I wasn't unhappy, you know, but I wasn't happy either. I was just kind of neutral. And then you were going to say something, sorry. I was going to say something. So it, so what, what's happy for you? Like what um, you're, you're saying like, in retrospect, happiness wasn't actually being happy. It was just being neutral. So what would happiness be for you? Well, I'd say I I would have happy moments, but when I talk about being happy, I mean, consistently being happy, you know, um, you know, waking up with a smile on my face. Uh, I was on a course this weekend and somebody said, uh, you know, his goal was to wake up with elation for the new day. 
like when I heard that, I was like, that, that you know, how great would that be <laughs> to wake up, up every morning with that kind of feeling about uh, what the day had to hold it. And it's funny, I was reminded of a boss I used to have. And every morning I'd see him and say, good morning to him. How you doing? And he'd say, never been better. And after a while, I kind of got tired of it. And I thought like, who the hell is this guy that, because like, at the time I would think like, when I, I thought one night, I said, when was legitimately the last time I could actually say I've never been better and have it be true. And I was thinking back, like maybe when I was in university, I was out partying and like living the life, you know, like yeah. probably that if I, I'd have to go back that far to, to say, you know, that never been better. Like it might, you know, slow down curve since then um, until recently. So as, as you know, I've been, um, taking courses with Jamie Smart and getting introduced to a whole bunch of new stuff. And, and uh, I was getting coached by him and he kind of introduced me to um, this understanding, which is can best be described as the inside out understanding. What is that? So, so everything we just talked about is yep. the opposite. That's the outside in misunderstanding, which is really what most people live in and which I lived in for most of my life, which is that the things outside of you, the things that are acting on you, your job, other people, your circumstances, yep. the weather, the pandemic, that that has something to do and is in control of your life and your happiness. And when you realize that that's not how life actually works, life is actually, the way things actually work is inside out. Um, so you, you, it becomes free. And so you mean like kind of you you're you're projecting onto the world your internal uh, feelings? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, not so much projecting your feelings onto the world, but um, the best way to put it is you know to explain kind of where our experience comes from. So okay. the so the way our experience is generated, like most people think of of the world is out there is like you're looking at the world through your eyes, like window looking out a window. Yep. But in fact. What's happening is your your eyes and your ears, all your senses are collecting data and your mind is turning it into your perceptual reality. So what we experience okay. is an internally generated perceptual reality. So we, we don't have ever actually directly experience the world. We are experiencing an internally generated version of the world. So when I say that it, it comes from the inside, your experience is being generated by your mind every moment of your life, moment to moment to moment, what you're experiencing is internally generated reality. Now, why is that important or, or why is that a game changer? Mm -hmm. So the reason falling into an understanding of the inside out nature of life is a game changer is because you start to realize what actually is real and what's not, and you can live mm -hmm. in the moment. Um, so if you think about like a lot, a lot of what causes people stress and anxiety is, is future events, right? So, and, um, you know, I think most people would agree the future doesn't exist by, by its very definition. It has not, it has yet to happen. So it's not real. Anything you think about the future. So when you have a job interview coming up or a meeting with a client or yep. Yep. preparing to do a podcast <laughs> and you're getting nervous about it, you're creating all those thoughts yourself like they, they're not real they're just internally generated thoughts they feel real the feelings feel real but the, the feelings are just telling you about 
um, what you're thinking about, what your thought is generating. Similarly, the past was real when it was happening, but then it was would have been called the present. Now mm-hmm. it's just a memory, and you're just thinking about something that was real at one time. And you know, if you think about depression, lar- is largely associated to reliving and remembering stuff that happened and it doesn't discount the fact that it happened but anything you feel about what happened in the past you're also generating and so it creates this situation where when you realize that that's what's happening when you're feeling a certain way you can fall out of it very quickly and you yeah. can you can let it go you don't have to um you know carry and that's the experience I've had recently like I've had years of baggage of different things and stuff that I don't know probably because I, I thought the world had told me you had to carry that stuff around with you. Um, and in one conversation with a coach, boom, vanished, gone. So. Well, hang on a second. I mean, logically, logically, everything you're explaining makes a lot of sense. And you're right. I mean, I've never thought about it this way, but we, we do process the world through whatever neurons are firing off in our heads. Yeah. Everyone does it the same. But then um, uh, doesn't what you say discount the whole notion of human experience? I mean, most of the time when people uh, stress about things, it's is as a result of something that they already know to be true because it happened in the past. And I'll give you an example. Um, when I watch my son, who is very young, he doesn't have many experiences. So yeah. he lacks emotions like fear because he doesn't know what it means to fall off, um, I, I don't know, a high surface. That's right. He he doesn't have many of those preconditioned or things that one could argue keep human beings alive. Yeah. So your stress towards a future event usually is a result of something you know to be true that I, I don't know, w- walking into this conversation is going to make you feel uncomfortable because of the dynamic that you have with the person you're going to be talking to. Yeah. It it doesn't so so, so my question to you is it doesn't discount that future from becoming present. Yeah. And more often than not, uh, you are proven to be correct in the fact that you have walked into that conversation and it was unpleasant because of X, Y, and uh, uh, Z. Or was it unpleasant because you thought it would be unpleasant in the first place? You're turning the tables on me. But- <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned your, your son because it, it's a... It's a, a Children are a perfect example, right, of um, of our true nature because they haven't been con- they haven't been around long enough to be conditioned to think otherwise, right? So if if you ever watch your your son or just kids in general, they're a bit of an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. but they self correct very quickly and they move on. They can go from the depths of despair one second to the heights of joy and laughter the next second. And they don't, they don't hold on to those feelings or whatever. And, and I don't know if you, I had this experience when my kids were little, they'd fall down at the park or off their bike or something. And the first thing they do is they, they turn around and look at mommy and daddy. And if mommy and daddy are going, Oh my God, are you okay? Then they start wailing. And if you just sit there calm and you just go, you okay? Yeah. Okay. They just get up and brush themselves off and off they go. Now, barring like, serious injuries if it's a bad scrape or i don't know whatever you know there's there's certainly an element of physical discomfort and pain that that could elicit a reaction but 
mostly if it's just this, something that uh, is scared, they look to their parents for the cues on to how am I supposed to react to this experience? Um, hmm. And it's funny, you mentioned, uh, you know, um, it, it turns out, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I've only heard Jamie talk about this, so I, I don't actually have the, the proof myself. Okay. But so this is third hand storytelling, but it's, uh, you know, there's lots of studies that actually prove that as, as a species, we're terrible at predicting how we're going to feel in the future. So, you know, have you, have you ever thought of an event, you're going to go to a company function or something, you're dreading it because it's going to be miserable and you go there and it turns out to actually be a great event. You have a great time. Well, that's an example where you were terrible at predicting how you were going to feel in the future. Conversely, you were going to go to a movie or a show or do something. You thought this is going to be an amazing time and it sucked. So there, and that's, those are other examples of how we're terrible at predicting um, how we're going to feel in the future. So what you're saying, what you're saying to me is that when we believe as humans is when we believe that we know what's going to happen, we really don't. And we, um, for lack of a better term, manifest the outcome because of what we we what we're thinking exactly okay. well so, I, I i yeah i mean so uh, i mean and, and this is like you know my experience recently like my sister was over not too long ago and she's like i've noticed you've been very you know, so much happier lately and i'm like yeah i have been and it's like and I, i've been going to do things with my kids or go to the movies or go play hockey or whatever and i'm like you know that's the most fun i've had doing that in as long as i can remember and I'm, I'm sure some some of it is, you know, coming out of the pandemic when like, you know, any experience outside the four walls of our house is, is like, <laughs> we just have been longing for that for, you know, a year and a half. Um, but at the same time, when you start living it, and not so much living out of this understanding, but when you, you, you awaken to this understanding, you, I'm just finding myself living more in the moment and yep. enjoying the moment. Like I was walking the dog the other day and I noticed how beautiful and deep blue the sky was and how the clouds were formed. And I don't like, I'm thinking to myself, like who the hell have I become here? Like I've never would have noticed anything like that before. I would have just been like, how soon can I get back into the house with this stupid dog so I can get on the couch and watch TV again? <laughs> um, so it's, you know, um, just speaking from my own personal experience, since I've, started understanding this stuff is, you know, happiness comes from within and not only does it come from within, um, but it's in fact, it's our default state. So, um, you know, if, if you're not feeling happy, the, the notion is like underneath whatever it is you're thinking about, you actually are happy. You just forgot or just don't realize it because you've layered unhappy thoughts on top of your default state. Interesting. It's, uh, I'm, sh I'm sure some of you who are listening will, will vehemently disagree and have a bunch of uh, opposing thoughts. Feel free to let us know. Yeah. Or if yeah, you and you may want to know what I've been smoking, which is actually nothing. but <laughs> Which is, yeah, which is surprising. But you know what? This, uh, I have to say, as you were describing that last part about the fact that you're inherently happy you just uh you just don't know it or have or, ch or choosing to overlook that fact it almost uh, reminds me of um when they talk about gratitude and i mean yeah. gratitude 
Now hear me out, hear me out. So here's a, here's a hypothesis. When you, when you experience gratitude or when you start to challenge yourself to think what you're grateful for, you are actually forcing yourself to peel the layers of whatever those blankets or bad thoughts that you have put on top of your happiness. Because you know, when you, when you start thinking about, oh man, it's dreary weather outside. Okay, well, I'm grateful for the fact that I can stay indoors and enjoy the warmth of my house. Okay, so that, that puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Ah, man, tax season again? Well, I'm grateful for the fact that I have a job and that I'm having income off or I have, I'm self-employed and I have income that demands that I pay taxes. Yeah. Or if, um, God forbid, if I'm sick as a dog and I'm sitting in bed, well, I'm very grateful that there are a couple of people in this household who are going to show up and ask me how I am. Yeah. And so and when you, when, whenever you're, when, I guess what just happened right now is I'm trying to, it's not that I'm trying to convince myself, but I'm trying to rationalize to myself what you've been telling me, because I am a bit skeptical of the, I, I, I still am a bit skeptical of the fact that you can be perpetually happy because yeah. I do believe that life uh, oscillates. It goes yeah. up and down. And my, my favorite saying is this too shall pass. Yeah. So in other words, I don't know if you can stay in a perpetually happy state. Yeah. Having said that, never tried. Never yeah. was well, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you do stay in a perpetual happy state. What you just said is, is a perfect, way to phrase it which is this too shall pass but yeah. but the when you realize that this is how life actually works the passing happens much faster like there's there's no dwelling so yeah. so you're you're going to have i'm not saying you'll never have a negative feeling or a bad feeling or whatever your mm -hmm. feelings are just you know it's part of being human is you're going to feel stuff right so yeah. you're going to hear something on the news that the government is up to something and it's going to make you mad and whatever. But when you realize that, you know, those feelings aren't actually coming from whatever the news you just heard on the news, they're coming from within you. And then it, it passes and you're, you, you go back. It's kind of like I, what I was saying with children, right? Like they go through a myriad of emotions, but they always reset back to kind of their default happy state. Um, and so that's, what happens to us as human beings as we as we grow up? Well, we're conditioned to believe that um, we live in an outside-in reality, when in fact we live in an inside-out reality. But in we're, other words, you're we're, waiting we're, for something to happen. For you we're to in a chronic state of misunderstanding with with how our experience is created. So we're waiting for something out there to create the experiences that we want to have. Hmm. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's funny because Jamie talked about another thing, like they took uh, a study of people who had accidents become paraplegics or quadriplegics yep. and they measured somehow their level of happiness before their accident and their level of happiness afterwards. And then they did the same kind of experiment with people that won the lottery. And basically what they concluded is people that were happy before they became paralyzed um, were still happy years after the fact. People that were unhappy were still unhappy. Same with the lottery winners. People that were miserable before they won the lottery 
Sure, there's a period of time when they're not miserable, but eventually they're miserable again. <laughs> and the happy people stay happy. So it's, you know, and, and there's plenty of billionaires out there that are miserable or millionaires who's, you know, when you, they're, they're you know, I think I just read Elon Musk is getting divorced from his wife or something. Bezos got divorced from his wife. Um, you know, and I'm not saying, but, you know, it, it's like money is not, uh, like most people think money, I'll be happy if I had a, Jeff Bezos money and you probably would be in, in some respects. Um, but the money is not the source of the happiness. Yeah. One, one person says is uh, never forget uh, the Maslow's pyramid. And uh, for anyone who hasn't encountered that term, it's basically a pyramid of human needs where you have to take care of the lower levels before you can get to the higher levels. So if you don't have shelter or food, those are the things you're going to focus on first. Um, sometimes people also refer to it in a joking way, like first world problems. That's kind of the idea behind the Maslow's pyramid. So you're, you're just saying, if I understand you correctly, that uh, money just takes you up that pyramid and you have to deal with different kinds of problems. Yeah, exactly. You think would be completely alleviated if you just had money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see, I, I, I buy into that. I buy into that. I mean, I've, I've never had less money as, in terms of income in my life than I have now. Even as a teenager, I was making more money than I'm making today. Yet I'm happier today than I've ever been. I respect you for that, my good man. So for everyone who's been listening to this, do you have a reaction? We'd love to hear from you. But, and I, I, I agree, I agree. One, one message from this episode is definitely do not wait for anything, anyone, any kind of stuff to happen for you to be happy. Because, um, yeah, it would, it would really suck if you look back on a day, week, year, or your whole life, and then decide, oh, man, I should have enjoyed all of that, but now it's gone. Yeah. Now, that is, now that is a terrible realization. Yeah. Well, what you mentioned about gratitude, and it's timely because this weekend's Thanksgiving here in Canada. So right. it's a, right. it's a great, true. great time to, uh, for, for everyone to kind of reflect on what it is that you're grateful for. Uncover that hidden happiness inside you.